Lisa and Craig uh, Schreiner from Wisconsin, they knew something was, was not right when the doctor called them in for uh, an impromptu sonogram for their child in the womb. And after the sonogram was taken, they were waiting in the doctor's office, tense, nervous, worried, uh, holding hands. And when the doctor came in, a kind woman, uh, but certainly her mindset was that more of a, you know, kind of a, when it comes to ethics, more of a secular thinker. Uh, she said to them, uh, a very bad news to tell you. Uh, your child has anencephaly. It's a very serious uh, disease that affects the spinal cord and the brain of the child in the womb. And, and what happens as a result is that the, the brain is never really able to develop beyond a kind of a, a primitive form. And so usually these children are stillborn, or if they are born alive, they live for only a very, very short time after outside the womb. This was explained to, to Lisa and to Craig, and Lisa could feel her knees start to shake, and they held their hands together more tightly, and the doctor leaned over to them and said, if you like, you can terminate the pregnancy now. And she said, well, uh, I'm going to leave you to, to talk it over, and, she, and so she left. And both Lisa and Craig, as they spoke together, they, they really agreed that it, it it would have been better if their ch they had been told that their child was going to be born with a very serious um, disability, that they'd have to raise a disabled child. Uh, but to be told that the child was going to, to uh, not live um, was really was the worst thing they could have heard. Nonetheless, uh, Lisa said, I cannot end this baby's life. And, and Craig agreed. They were both... Um, they're both Catholics who, who believed in the, in the pro-life uh, message. So uh, Lisa brought the child to full term, and uh, miraculously the, the child was uh, born alive, and they named him Aaron. On the, uh, the, the night, it was, it was late at night when Aaron was born, they called their parish priest in to baptize Aaron. And so the priest came in, and many family members were around, uh, gathered around, especially Lisa's brother. And uh, the priest, when he gave the, after the baptismal rites, he gave the final blessing. Lisa was holding Aaron in, in her, her arms, and she could feel a change take place in him. She said, I, he's different, check him. And so the nurse put the stethoscope to Aaron's heart and said, uh, he's gone, he's passed. So it was a it was a bittersweet um, experience because of the child was able to be baptized, but then died soon after or immediately after, actually. And of course, the the distress and the sorrow and really even depression that uh, mothers and parents in general, especially, uh, go through in this situation is intense. Of course, the day after, though. Um, Lisa had a conversation with her brother, and her brother said to her, you know, uh, Lisa, you know I'm not a religious person, uh, but there was something very holy in that room that night. And um, I went home afterwards, after the baptism, and I 
I haven't thought about God or prayed or looked at the Bible since Dad separated from Mom when we were kids. Uh, and, uh, and last night, I picked up the Bible and I opened up to a random passage and I felt that God was speaking to me directly through this passage. Uh, and I started to bawl like a baby and, and I, I want um, God back in my life because he spoke to me last night. I encountered him. Well, a few days go by and they have uh, a funeral uh, in their parish, a very beautiful funeral, as, as Catholic funerals are. And after the funeral, uh, Lisa sees her cousin, whom she hadn't seen in a little bit, and, and said, um, you know, hi, how are you doing? Uh, how is Ken, was the name of the man that, her, that Lisa's cousin was thinking about marrying? And Lisa's cousin said, well, you know how I've been really kind of stressed out, wondering whether or not he's the right man for me, whether or not we should marry. And uh, after I, I told him that I wanted to go to this funeral, that it was important to me, um, it was there was a conflict of schedules and, and plans and whatnot, and we got into a big fight, and really his true colors came out. And uh, it became clear to me that he's, he's not the man that I should marry, so uh, we parted ways. So it was actually... Uh, a really good thing that happened, actually. And then after the funeral, uh, the day after, when Lisa was at home, uh, she had her next-door neighbor bring her a, a freshly baked loaf of bread and a card. And in the card, Lisa read that her neighbor, Molly, was her name, said that she had lost a daughter in the 1950s and was never able to see the daughter and throughout various circumstances and events at that time really felt uh, very, very uh, hurt and empty and lost and uh, never having a sense of closure. But she said at Aaron's funeral yesterday, I was finally able to come to peace with my own loss uh, 60 years ago. And then finally, a few days later, as Lisa's, you know, still, of course, struggling with, with, with sorrow and depression, both her and Craig get a, a letter in the mail. And the letter is from uh, the charity Healing the Children. And that's the charity uh, that they had encouraged all the people that went to the funeral to give to in, in Aaron's honor. And uh, the, the charity Healing the Children said to them in their card, uh, that this is a really huge amount of money, a really generous response that they got. And it says that they had received enough money to fly two children from Nicaragua to save, to the U.S. for um, operations that saved their lives. Uh, one of them was a little girl who had a, a cyst in her nasal passage the size of a, a fist. And uh, she was able to be operated on and she was saved. So, my brothers and sisters, we look at this story, a real-life story, happened just a few years ago, and uh, someone could say in the beginning of our story, hey, you know, this, this child is uh, really not worth it. I mean, this life is really not worth it. What good um, can this little baby ever see or do? What value, what real worth does, does he have, does it have? And we see, though, that that's not how God sees things. That's not how God sees things. Uh, life, human life, always has an amazing potential to make a difference in the world 
and to change things for the better and to make the world a better place. Uh, just by virtue of the fact that it is human life that's created by God, breathed into by, by God Almighty with the breath of life. Beautiful, beautiful thing. In our scripture readings today, going back to our scripture readings, we see Job in our first reading, and he says, isn't, the, isn't life on earth a drudgery? Isn't it suffering? Isn't it uh, lacking uh, hope and happiness, so forth and so on? Job has encountered a great tragedy in his life, and he's and he's really kind of uh, apparently, at least, just despairing of of life. He's brokenhearted. But then, in our psalm, we have a beautiful refrain: "God heals the brokenhearted." And we see Jesus Christ in our gospel. He's the one that comes into our lives, and he takes our lives. And he reframes them. He puts them within the context of a broader horizon, from uh, the horizon of God's eternal plan, God's eternal love for each one of us, the value that each one of us has, so valuable that Jesus Christ uh, came and suffered and died for each individual and uh, we see that, in fact, uh, life is, is worth it, despite suffering, despite hardship. Jesus came and he took suffering and he used it to cure the real problem. The real problem is, is human sin. All suffering is either directly or indirectly in some way or another a result of human sin. And, and Jesus took suffering and pain and sorrow and he used it as an instrument to destroy the root problem, which is sin. Thereby, he set our lives free. He made a human life all the more beautiful and valuable and worth it. And in eternity, this is a real story I told, in eternity we're going to see Aaron. We'll see him raised from the dead in a glorified, beautiful, whole, healthy body. And uh, because he didn't have a very short time on earth, he... There isn't really any merit or demerit to, to, to his status, but he'll be a pure, beautiful, radiant human being who will give glory to God for eternity. And even for the short time that he was on this earth, his life, because it was given to him by God, made a real difference. And so when it comes to the issue of abortion, uh, most often it takes place because the woman feels, well, you know, my plans are being interrupted. My life is going to be changed. I can't do this right now. And so she elects for the abortion. But then oftentimes as well, especially amongst the poor, uh, there's a sense that I'm going to bring this child into a world and it's, it's going to live a bad life. And it's just not worth it. But it is worth it, my brothers and sisters. No matter what kind of suffering, tragedy, or hardship we encounter, uh, life is worth it because it has been given to us by God and it has been redeemed by Jesus Christ.